One, two, three, clap. There you go. Damn I got it, it. I'm in on it. Damn it, Nan. Yeah. That's going to throw things off. He's going to end your clap now. Oh, no. Uh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. We're not going to be critics. We're not going to throw numbers at you. We're just going to ask at the end of the film, so did you like it? I am Sir Square, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host. I'm that boy you played a board game with 26 years ago, Kaz. The one with the drums? I'm back. And as I call my therapist, we have started watching Jumanji. Or not started, we did watch Jumanji. Uh, directed by Joe Johnston, based off the book by Chris Van Alsberg. This movie, of course, starring Robin Williams, is a story about a boy who starts a board game in the 60s and has to keep playing it till the 90s. This is worse than Monopoly. This game lasted 30 freaking years. Yeah. Are you kidding me? As much as my dad beat our ass in Monopoly, it didn't last that long at least. <laughs> like eight hours for Monopoly, it's, it's fucking torture, but fine. But 30 years on a board game... This has to be ineptitude. I feel like there's probably some nerds out there who have a game of Risk going on that long. Why hasn't they made a Risk board game movie? Well, I guess that's just any war movie, right? Like, old-timey war movie? Oh, but I forgot. This isn't a board game movie. No, this is Disqualified, not a board game movie. Disqualified, sir. Clue is still superior. Ha-ha! Fight us on it, because this is technically a movie based off of a children's book about a board game. And then would go on to be made into a board game. Uh, but, like, little fun fact about the reason why Jumanji was made, like, the, the actual original book, it's because the writer actually legitimately hated Monopoly. It was just like, it takes eight hours, you learn the worst freaking lesson ever, how about I just write a book about a really cool board game where people are like, you know what, that would be life-threatening, but it's still better than Monopoly. I feel like you learned a very important lesson is that capitalism consumes everyone until only one person is on top and the others go bankrupt. And you've actually realized that you sold yourself long ago because you have no morals. All you care about is getting more money. But you got a great hotel spread on Broadway. Oh my gosh. The rent there, the way it pays for your lifestyle, it's beautiful. I can afford to just go to jail and fuck off for a few <laughs> days, years. I don't actually know the time scale in Monopoly. At that point, you wish to go to jail. <laughs> did, did anyone play Jumanji? The board yeah, game. I played Jumanji. I played the board game. We had the board game. I remember playing it once <laughs> as a child. Once. Because I think we found it incredibly dull. It wasn't that bad. Like it was just it was like a weird Okay, so like since this movie has that whole like teamwork vibe to it, like that's what the board game tried to emulate. Like you have to draw a card and it would like you'd you'd read the special code on it through this little like three D reader. And uh, it would, yeah. you'd have to do some sort of challenge together and within a certain amount of time. And like we needed uh, this many sabers to vanquish the fucking tarantula or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Load your musket quick enough to go against Van Pelt. Yeah. That fucking Van Pelt. I don't, want, I don't remember him that much from the board game. But in this movie. All right. 
Let's lay out our, let's just lay bare all of our fears right now on the table because specifically the wording on Van Pelt is it's someone, ta- or he takes the shape of someone who makes you feel like a child. So who gives you that like childhood like fear? Who would be your Van Pelt? You know what it would be probably? It would be a, it wouldn't be one person, but like a chorus of like authoritative figures from my past. That would make me feel like a child in trouble. Oh my god, so many like faces vying for control of everything. Exactly, <laughs> We're, like just telling you like how much trouble you're in and how bad you've done. <laughs> You'll never be an upstanding boy of good repute. Exactly, just always a child, never an adult. <laughs> I don't know why I made it sound like you go to like some fancy rich boarding school. I go to the parish boarding school. <laughs> but of course, named after your own parents. That's gotta be really existential oh i guess before we move on i should miss mine which is not as ridiculous more ridiculous but not as actually scary (laughs) because like i was a fucking coward as a kid i was scared of everything and now every i love horror and everything that scared me i'm just like fucking in love with but now i just imagine van pelt you know with the whole like khakis and the whole like little explorers hat (laughs) but it's a xenomorph (laughs) <laughs> in all that outfit because that thing used to scare the shit out of me and so it's just like going around like just oh no there's Van Pelt <laughs> I love how real I love like your vibe for it yeah it's just like I went for like real like fucking terror in like reality you were just like dude a fucking alien in an explorer's outfit that's just scary that's I do that's what scared me when I was a kid like I was like we would go to like, uh, you know, because one, I would see the movies and I would like have to close my, uh, ear, I'd have to like cover my ears and close my, well, actually, no, I only did that for jump scares, but I had to like close my eyes because uh-huh. it freaked me out uh, as a kid. And then like we would go into like Halloween shops and they'd have like alien stuff there, like, you know, when it was popular-ish. Um, and so they had like, you know, little like costumes or little like monitos, whatever, they would freak <laughs> you out. And I would like have to like hide against like my mom's back. The entire time we were there until we left. Like, okay, yeah, like, I'm, I, saying, I I'm saying that. like actual shit. But like the, the question is something that would make you feel like like a child. So when you watch alien movies now, do you still get scared like a child? No, but if I saw one in real life, I'd be like, <laughs> ah, ah, it's a fucking alien. He wants to scoop out my brain like and or put a baby like in a fucking me. adult if he saw an alien. I didn't feel like I was cheating, but I'm going to give a better answer by the end of this uh, podcast now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making your chain, man. You apparently, my answer. answer's not good enough. I'm sorry. I thought I was digging deep, but no. Not good enough for this podcast, he says. Your answer was as good as Alan Parrish's at playing a board game. I, yeah, I don't know. I got other answers, but it's like some random stranger who, like, as a weird, scared little child who I just, like, waved to once out of a car and then he flipped me the bird. And for some that reason, makes, like, now that makes sense. I for some reason, that. just in my brain space and my memory, he looked an awful lot like my uncle. It wasn't my uncle because he had no reason <laughs> to be there at that time, but he looked an awful lot like one of my uncles. Um, but I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> Alien scarier than this person. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have gone on you. I'm sorry. Alien scarier than fucking Sergeant Slaughter giving me the bird. <laughs> sorry, my uncle looks a little bit like Sergeant Slaughter. If any of you are familiar with wrestling, 
Moving on from my traumatic... I brought it up. I was the one that wanted to say, like, hey, what's the thing that would freak you the fuck out? All right. <laughs> we went from, We've like... learned things today. We went from, like, yeah, Square and had, like, some problems with, like, authority figures in his life throughout his time to now, like, we're really digging deep on Kaz's psyche. So that's great. <laughs> hey, this is a very personal episode of So Did yeah, You Like this, It? Yeah, this is the one where we really dig in. So what would you do if I were gone for 26 years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, legit. Um, when people would ask Robin Williams where Jumanji was, he would tell them it was an island off the Caribbean. Sweet. He should be like, "Yeah, it's an island off the Caribbean. If you go find it, you will be able to reach Jumanji." Oh man, that's like the fucking Coen Brothers at the fucking beginning of Fargo, saying like, "Uh, based on a true story." Uh huh. So by the end of it, if you know, have seen Fargo. Uh, there's like a treasure that's buried like on the side of the road in the snow. And so, so many people we were like, it was based on a true story. So the treasure's still out there. They never found it by the end of the movie. And so many people would do it. And I'm like, yeah, Fargo was completely 100% made up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I love, I love when people want to play like that. <laughs> yeah. The Coen brothers are great. Um, we got to watch a Coen brothers for one of these, but let's, Let's uh, save that for another time. We're here to talk about Jumanji. Oh, the drums. The drumming. Hey, the drumming is pretty close to the beat to like the Doctor Who drums. I'm just saying. Once again, if there's any Doctor Who fans, and I know I'm not talking to someone specifically who's well-versed in that nerd shit. You um, fucking nerd, dude. Like, wow. There, man. The drumming. All right. All right. The Doctor's rival was like my favorite fucking character. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. I tried to get into Doctor Who. It, I, I, I'll give it a chance again in the future. It just wasn't for me at the time. Eccleston's a good start. Tenet's way better. But uh, let's not get into that. Once again, Jumanji. <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna. I, I keep getting us off into worse tangents every single episode to the point where we're gonna have an hour talk about something that's not even the movie. Um, <laughs> and then by the end of it, it's like, so did you like the movie? What movie? <laughs> Look, one thing I really like about this movie that it never actually bothered me was both child actors are actually very, very good child actors. I think Kirsten Dunst is much better than the boy. But yes. they're both not... He's not bad. Exactly. Like, But she's really good. Remember actually. when we were talking about Speed Racer last week? Like, we were never talking about how, like, the actor that oh, played yeah. Spinal definitely needed some reshoots for some of his scenes. yeah. Yeah. In this one, there was a lot more chemistry between the cast, and like they fit a little bit more into their roles. So you like the yeah. vibe of uh, Alan, Sarah, Judy, and Peter. Like they they really fit together as this kind of like misfit crew of like semi broken, abandoned people stuck in a board game that is just made from hell. Yeah, because of Alan, mostly they're a bit of a caustic family. Caustic found family, though they just barely know each other. Yeah, like they have to band together very quickly. Oh my god, I love when we got to the end of the movie and they got to finally meet Judy and Peter, like in this new timeline. And you were just like, "Do you think they were born with the memories oh. from the game?" Yeah, no, I made the joke of like, <laughs> Alan, we were born with the memories. We remember the game. No, dude, like fuck that. Could you imagine being a baby and like immediately like remembering yeah, yeah. all this stuff that 
You come out of the wound. You're a baby born with PTSD, thinking that there's a lion around the corner, a purple flower is gonna grow out of nowhere. I was a monkey child. Just a bunch of monkeys everywhere. Hey, okay, so the visual effects for this movie mostly fine. The practical effects were good. The monkeys fucking sucked. Ooh, the monkeys were not good. The The monkeys did not age well. They look like fucking garbage, and boy, do we focus on them a lot. (laughs) And they had two human faces. Yes. (laughs) Like, it it just didn't, it, it felt weird, and like, their teeth. Oh my gosh. You can totally see why people needed Sonic to be redesigned. Oh yeah, 100%. I've freaking rewatched <laughs> Sonic um, recently and I'm like, was this really the better design? I mean, like, he looks okay, but like, was this doesn't, this, this, wasn't this the original design? And then I had to Google while watching the movie what the original design was. I'm like, nope, yeah, no, this, <laughs> this Sonic's good. It's a good Sonic. Never mind. No complaints. No notes. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, if, if someone wants to re-release Jumanji and just kind of touch up the uh, monkey scene, really appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, let, let's be real, these monkeys are super resourceful because they go from, like, raiding a kitchen to busting out of the locked kitchen, dividing themselves into, like, uh, basic groups, completely dismantling the police department... <laughs> And causing mass looting throughout the entirety of the town. They drove a car. They stole cars. They stole a police officer's bike. Like, they were driving motorcycles. Yeah. Except that one idiot that got stuck in the fridge. <laughs> we have what a an loser. Oh, and then, of course, um, they instantly knew to loot an electronics store. What was that? Was that just like, okay, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up to an idiom. I'm gonna say that's a monkey see monkey do because everyone was looting at this point. <laughs> no, okay, no. If everyone was looting at this point, this would have been one of the first stores to go. The monkeys were the first one to loot this store. So are the humans the monkey see monkey do? Oh, it might be. Ah, we're nothing but apes. <laughs> That's what it is, man. Jumanji's just a Jumanji's just an art piece to show you the reflection of humanity. <laughs> Jumanji is the mirror we hold us to ourselves, and we we really truly <laughs> see what we truly are. Jumanji is that moment where you're just like, "Hey, society, here's a mirror. This is you." <laughs> it's, it's so deep. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? This is our second Robin Williams movie. It is our second. Wait, is it our only second? No, it's, it's our third our- Robin Williams movie. Third? Yeah, August Rush, Hook, and Jumanji. Ah, yeah, August Rush. I try to forget that was a thing. Yeah, that's right. It's our third uh, Robin Williams movie. I'm sorry, our second good Robin Williams movie. <laughs> There's no shade there. What? I'm not saying shit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to lie. Every Robin Williams movie always, it's it's a touch of nostalgia every time you watch one. I think we grew up with appropriate age where it's just like, yeah, no, he's the genie. He can do no wrong. At some point, there will be a moment where we're going to have a podcast episode. We're just like, and that's it. We have now watched every Robin Williams movie. (laughs) Tune in for our special episode about Mork and Mindy. I can't wait till we watch one hour photo. And he goes on for unreasonable amounts of time about Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to need to have, like, Tucker just, like, edit in. Or the main theme, yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, 
who um I can't remember the name of the actor, but he's in like everything in this era. The uh the guy who played his dad. Jonathan Hyde. Yeah. This guy I always, you know, okay, so uh, it's one of those, like, I always see him initially as, like, the butler in Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin. But, uh, yeah, because he still, like, plays, like, that prim, proper guy. But, um, yeah, as, like, his father, he's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> he's a real piece of shit. Oh, you must, yo, yeah, yo, the bully's picking on you. Well, go face him like a man. It's like, <laughs> Dad, they're going to kick the shit out of me. Yeah, well, no parish is going to be a pussy. So go on, child. And yes. Then, and then he gets the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> no chance. Like, this guy, kid, does not, is not able to put up a fight because there's, like, five bullies. Yeah, no, the dad definitely notices there are five kids and expects his kid to win in a five-on-one. I wanted the shot of, like, the debt like okay yeah later on he does say is like oh if i'd have known there was so many of them kind of thing but whatever like i would have loved that shot of like the dad looking out the window seeing his kid get the crap stomped out of him <laughs> and just being like he's a failure i disown him <laughs> <laughs> no i wanted him <laughs> i just wanted to like be looking out the window and it's like yes take that you little shit <laughs> really give him the business <laughs> Teach him to be a man. Speaking of business, his dad owns a leather shop. Is it a shoe shop specifically, or is it a, a... shoe shop? And by oh, okay. the way, you said you remember this guy because of Richie Rich's father. That's all right. I remember him as that <laughs> prim and like complaining dude from Anaconda. Oh yeah, yeah, he is the guy. He plays the same guy, dude. No matter who he, <laughs> what role he's in, he plays the same guy. He's also in the Mummy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> This is our second movie with that guy, I think. Until you tell me, until you tell me, and trust us, not the last. Rush, or if he was in a the King Arthur movie, I don't know. No shit, he was. No, he was not in August Rush or King Arthur. Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, don't. He wasn't Dinotopia. <laughs> That's what we're doing next. Dinotopia, everybody. Uh, <laughs> 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 what? You don't? You're not excited for that? I've never seen it, actually. <laughs> I don't even know what Dinotopia is. Is that like the failed Pixar movie? No, it's a, it's an old thing based off of a, a novel. It's one of like those made-for-TV It's for not TV the one where they all die at the end, movies. is it? No, it's dinosaurs. Okay, no, wait, uh, I gotta ask. In, in this movie, which, uh, which card or which uh, challenge was your favorite? <laughs> To watch the spider one because that's when I got to just leave and go make popcorn. The fucking uh, count. The, all right, the favorite one to watch. Yeah, like the one that's always just like, ooh, ooh, this one's my favorite. Oh, interesting. I never thought about that. Uh, this this movie in those terms. If like, if you want me to go first, I'll say that like one of my favorite sequences that always gets me excited is the uh, when the flowers and the like yellow pod plant grow. Yeah. And, like, you see the vines crawling all over it. I really like how that, like, really sets up how this movie's going to... Or this board is, game is going to change a lot of, like, this town, you know? Just, this is, like, an out-of-control situation already. Okay, alright. I think I'm gonna go with one that I think is, like, 
a basic bitch answer, which is, I think, the one that like most people think of. The main one that people think of. Um, and that's going to be the stampede, probably. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you get that rumbling, and you're like, oh, what's going on? Like, as a kid, you're we're like, what's going on? And then he yells, it's a stampede, which when we were watching the movie, I said, hey, guys, guess what a dummy cause was as a baby. Uh, this is the movie where I learned what a stampede was. I never heard that movie or that word before in my life until uh, watching Jumanji. Um, but also, I'm going to also give it to the stampede because, one, it almost fucking kills that child when they're, like, stepping on the, the, the fucking uh, car. The elephants yeah. are just, like, <laughs> fucking ready to just body this child. Um, and then... Uh, my favorite also part of the stampede is the 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 little winded uh, uh rhino at the end of it who's just he's just working to keep up and he's just going like <laughs> just like right at the end of it <laughs> he can't keep up he he falls further and further behind the more we see him and god help me i love him he's doing his best he's my favorite character in the movie I just right. you want to know what every time I think about when I see the stampede scene was that I would think about the TriStar picture commercials that would come out or that would play before like every single TriStar movie like on VHS because they use that sequence mm. as like a trailer shot you yeah. know it's a stampede so I would see that over and over just the shaking of the of the uh, the the statue buses like. It's a stampede, just like TriStar Pictures at home, like buy your VHSs today. You're right. Yeah, I do remember that. Those, those, damn. That's a hell of a recall. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say the one that I thought <laughs> was the most. In the past a little bit. The one I think was the most bullshit that I called out in the, when we were watching the movie was the fucking monsoon. Because it caused, like, torrential rain. It caused flooding in the house and all that stuff. But alligators came with it? As in, like, oh, for every monsoon you get, you get two free alli- Oh, sorry, crocodiles. <laughs> two free crocodiles. I was making fun of someone else in the... Because I remember, I remember by the end of it, they did say it was crocodiles in the movie. And so I was calling them crocodiles, and someone else watching with us uh, called them alligators. And when they called out, they said, oh, those are crocodiles. I said, gotcha, nerd! <laughs> the crocodiles! But yeah. For every monsoon, you get two free crocodiles? That's bullshit. That wasn't in the rhyme. I wasn't given any clue to these. <laughs> that was bullshit. I think the monsoon is fucked up, bro. But it's just a little wet. It's know? a little wet and a fucking bit of scaly fucking gnashing teeth. <laughs> it's a uh, fun fact for this one, for this particular scene, actually. Robin Williams would wrestle too hard with the actor in the crocodile suit because he would legit forget that it was an actor in a suit. Wow, that's great. And he would just be like full on crocodile hunter style trying to turn them over and everything. This, this might be... Um... A bit of me misremembering, like, a factoid from long ago from my childhood. But did the Jim Henson Company make the lion? I feel like that's a thing huh, I heard a long time me, ago. And the lion, when you see the practical effects version of the lion, looks pretty neat. Is there some? It, it doesn't look believable completely. It looks like a doll. But it looks pretty cool. And it's a practical-ass lion. The animatronics was uh, done by... Almaganted Dynamics. They did uh, the visual effects for like Starship Troopers. They worked for Alien 3. Okay. I misremembered. That's fine. I always thought I heard somewhere a long time ago that it was like a gym. They were the ones that did the practical effects for the thing for the prequel film before it was scrapped. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, anyways, that's a weird tangent that went nowhere because I was fucking wrong and shit. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, a neat looking lion. Once again, looked a little like, well, like I said, looked a little doll-like, but you know, neat. Yeah, no, I liked the lion sequence more when I was a kid. Uh, but like, there's, there is something that you lose when you're an adult yeah. when you're like, just by the tail alone, and you see it, just like that's not real. Yeah, yeah, you could, you, 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 you can peek behind the curtain. You, you don't suspend as much disbelief as you did as a child. I get like, now again. the spiders, the spiders in this movie, even though they still looked fake as shit, still scary as hell. Because no, I don't care. Like I might not be arachnophobic. But if I saw a spider that big, I'd turn arachnophobic. Didn't stick around at all. The moment I saw the clue coming up, uh, the the spiders, I said, "All right, guys, I'm leaving," and I didn't come back until the end of the movie. When <laughs> yeah, you were just like, "Well, I guess I don't need to be here anymore." Yep, I was like, "I don't know how long it's gonna take." Nan even poked his head outside his door and said, "Hey, the spiders done." I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool, man. Making popcorn. I'm good. I'll show up later." <laughs> uh, did not care about the spiders. Did not want to see the spiders. I'm sure they looked good or bad. Either way, I do not care. <laughs> you know which? Uh, you know which challenge? Actually, I thought about like now when i was like as an adult I'd be like that's actually terrifying and i don't like what this would imply uh the mosquitoes why is that because like the mosquitoes were like kind of getting out the vibe that they were they were putting out like an unknown disease yeah some people were passed like you'd see people like passed out like just taken away on stretchers and uh the paramedics didn't seem to know what was going on they're like another one like shit what are we gonna do like there's so many people it's just like weird un thing in the background that's just ominous. Yeah, it's just one of those. It was like there's the start of like an actual pandemic starting because of these mosquitoes. It's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's also looting going on <laughs> and some crazy man in khakis shooting people. Well, here's the thing. I don't know that they could start a pandemic because people seem almost immediate. One, those things will suck a lot of blood. Look at how fucking huge they are. Two, everyone who gets it doesn't like they're spreading anything. They're immediately out of commission. Like, the moment they get fucking don't hit. Know. I mean, not we the moment. don't know if there's a contagion to it. Though these motherfuckers, they can break through glass. Yeah. They're in the fucking car. It's like, oh, we're safe. And then all of a sudden, they're peeking through, like, the little, like, uh, fabric cover top of the car. And it's like, okay, mm. as long as we stay real low, we're good. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, pecking at the glass. And, like, oh, well, it can't go through there. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. Those mosquitoes are fucked up. And I really wish I could have. I should have looked up like how much force would it take to like crack through uh, windshield glass? Just like this mosquito putting out that much pressure. Yeah. All right. Let's. Oh well. Go. Uh. Uh. uh Mythbusters isn't a thing anymore, so we can't figure out that. I don't know. Uh. Kyle Hill. Because science guy, like maybe he'll do it. Tucker, I need you to create your own little science segment that you're gonna edit in right here. Ah, yeah, science, science with Tucker. I can't wait science for that new with series. Tucker. <laughs> do 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 do. Science voice. with Tucker. His voice just calming voice just comes on. All right, guys, today we're gonna run a little bit movie experiment. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? So did you like it, listeners? Today we're doing another little movie experiment, and I'm just kidding. I don't have the ability to do that, but thank you, Kaz. Yeah, you're welcome for the fucking show idea. 
I'll be accepting residuals. Uh, <laughs> I think there was one other like really fucked up. Oh, I wanted to, this is where I want to talk about this really illustrates the difference between or, or how the big the disparity, especially at this time, uh, between um, practical effects to special effects. The quicksand. The moment they get sucked into quicksand, it looks like garbage. Oh it looks my. like Mario, Super Mario going through a fucking painting. <laughs> You're just expecting they're going to fall to the floor and be like, whoop, up, whoop, 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 oh, whoop. So and then they fucking let's go. And all of a sudden, fucking Alan Parrish is there just in the <laughs> desert. Just being like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Ah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyways, doesn't matter. But like when he fucking <laughs> get when they stop, when they. All he, all he sees is a bunch of little mushroom creatures saying like, step yeah. on me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's he's back. He's, he falls to the floor and he's in another world for another twenty six years. How fucked up would that be? Uh, but, <laughs> Alan Parrish failing at life. But when uh, Judy, I think Judy was uh, Kirsten Dunst's character, when she like yeah. is able to like you know roll the dice and like stop the the progression of the quicksand, uh, his face is stuck in it. And it's practical. They just have him just standing or sitting or laying down in like a thing, and then just put like fake little form foam floorboards, and it looks infinitely better. Granted, I don't know. You couldn't do that in motion, or maybe they couldn't think of a way to do that in motion. But like, I don't know. Like, oh yeah, no. Let us let me let us build a quicksand pit real quick. I'm just saying, like, you go from really bad CGI. Of them falling into, like, hey, look, these foam boards, they work. That looks good. I fucking dare you. Say, practical effects look great. I dare you to film your own scene with your own practical built quicksand pit. All right. You just have to give me whatever the budget was for this movie. Um, I think you just need a couple bags of sand and your own uh, grit and determination to do all. I don't know that I'm going to spend the full budget, but you need to give me the budget of this movie, and then I'll do it. <laughs> Am I going to make money back from this? Probably not. Who the fuck cares about some uh, dickhead? <laughs> Just like, hey, look, this one looks like a quick thing, <laughs> I made this movie to prove someone. <laughs> I'm winning a bet here. Help me recoup my losses, because he's expecting it back by the end of the year. Seriously, he's going to break my kneecaps and make me walk home. <laughs> and those won't be special effects, either. <laughs> Oh gosh! No, but you're right. You're right. the The quicksand did not look good, and then yeah. to switch to such like really well done practical effects, especially when they cut to um the stunt man who is like half his body is being suspended out of like the floor, and he's just like waving around and everything, and like the ants like looking at the screw at the at the ceiling just screaming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how about that ant though? Dear Lord, she just. The ant is like one of the real MVPs of this movie. She doesn't. They don't show her too much, but it's implied that she's really doing a lot or trying, really trying for these kids. She is a single woman who ends up taking care of her bro- recently passed brother's kids, turning her into a single guardian. Yeah, of two kids. Of two kids. Both growing through really intense personal loss. They're just suddenly hers because it was a freak accident, car accident, where they just died. And then she's taking on these two kids, getting a new, re- re- relocating them into a new house, trying to make sure they're adapted to school. It's like, yeah, she's even... There's, there's never a bit of, like, cynical, 
like uh, ness to her. There's never a bit of like a struggle. There's never a this is too much. She's just kind of like at a point she's like, okay, you kids are you kids okay? Y'all seem to be like troubled by something when they're hearing the drums. She's like, do you need me to stay? Uh, for to see out of the bus, do you want me? Is that what, what you want to do? When she finds out they're in danger, is that is that what your parents? Yeah, yes, is that what your parents do? When she finds out in danger, the first thing she does is like, "Please, I need a ride. I need to go see those kids." Kind of. Thing. And uh, well, there is one little time where like she says something that's like super relatable, and that's after um, Peter sees the bat in the attic when they just move into the old parish place, and um, there's this moment where it's just like. If we hurry up, we can have ice cream. And then she whispers, and bourbon. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm allowed homegirl to give a, get a little bit of cope. Yeah, like, I, I get it. I totally get it. Especially when she's, like, dealing with um, uh, Judy, because the way Judy's coping with it is telling the most outrageous lies to strangers. And, like, the she's there having to clean it up. Like, she tells the... Uh, the uh, real estate Realtor. agent, how they, how their parents died in this like horrific accident, to where she's just standing yeah. there, like jaw dropped, like horrified look in her eyes, and the it just comes yeah. up. They died in a car accident. It was sudden. Just she's dealing with it in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that that's actually the first part where I was like watching this. I was like, oh fuck, Kristen Dunst is like really good actress, like even as like a fucking little child. I mean, you knew this if you watched uh, like Interview with a Vampire, but like you see her here and yeah, she does the whole like, you know, sob story, like really sad, tragic, and then she goes immediately from like getting out of view to like skipping and laughing and kind of like you know, I got away with a lie kind of thing. Uh, There's that, and then also when there, she like goes and like sneaks into her brother's room like when they're um, like at night, and they're just talking about how much they miss their parents, and you know how much they really you know, have each other, kind of thing. And I was like, "Fuck, this is a really yeah. good scene." That's where it showed they had really good chemistry. Yeah, yeah when like they reveal that, uh, of course, the sister knows that the little brother can talk. It's just he doesn't really have anything to say to anybody right now. Yeah, they really didn't go too long with the whole he doesn't talk thing. Well, it's just he doesn't want to talk to like he only wanted to talk to family that he was close to, so it was only his sister. And then when he gets stuck in this game and then meets Alan, who is this man who has been lost in the jungle for 26 years by himself, already a lonely boy when he lived in society. Like, it was easy for this child to immediately kind of just, like, be able to connect with him yeah. and, like, lead him into helping them play the game. I guess so, but I'm just saying from a t- storytelling perspective to the audience, it's one of those, like, you set up this, like, yeah, he doesn't really talk that much. And then, like... Immediately, he just he talks to like every other character that's going on here. I mean, sure, it's okay. Like, yeah, I guess he just doesn't talk to strangers, and that's a thing that we could have just like set up. But like, yeah, I don't know. Just oh yeah, but like he's not even really talking to his aunt. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It just once again, it just from 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 an audience perspective, I'm just like, oh yeah, this bitch just, just starts talking like right away. Like once we start meeting like other main characters, because I guess it'd be too cumbersome to try to. Have him not talk. Well, I think I think one other I think about it, we only ever see him talking to Judy, Sarah, yeah. and Alan. I don't think he ever talks to. Yeah, the cop. Well, he never really needs to. But yeah, I, uh, it's not invalidating what I was saying. I said like when you're, immediately he like yeah, we meet yeah, mean yeah. characters like right away, and he just starts like talking right away. So it's like oh okay, like we need him to talk to these main characters because they're main characters. But I'm just saying like. 
Oh, we set this thing up, and there you're stalking. So one of those things like, oh, kind of a little bit of a hole we ride ourselves into. Let's just uh, let's just patch it. <laughs> we'll just we're just gonna walk around. Yeah, it. those are the main characters in the relate, and it's fine. Um, I feel like they also kind of are a little wishy-washy on, like, Alan is, like, a grow a child in a grown man's body, but uh, other times he's a grown-ass man, and then other times he's his father, which I like the, I like the parts where they reference where he basically yeah. becomes, like, his father. Um, it, it's the, it's the Alan Grant, with both names, character, both characters named Alan, it's the Alan Grant school of growth. <laughs> Where it's like, hey, look, he's kind of a shit with the kids, but uh, he's learning, and he becomes better over time. Alan Grant's School of Growth is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I don't know why, but I don't like the sound of it. It's a parental maturity, we'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there, there are sequences where he does it right, though. I do love that little moment where, before the stampede, where Sarah and Alan are arguing and... Alan brings up, like, Sarah's, like, childhood boyfriend, Billy, oh. who was, like, not even really, like, they were ne- never even dating, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's ever confirmed or not. I feel like it's one of those, like, it was 26 years ago. Does she really remember all that, you know, explicitly? And or... also, like, you know, or, like, dating at that age. Or is at that many, like, yeah, after that no. many years, at that young, did she really consider it a boyfriend at that age? But, uh, you know... Uh, after a while, but like at that age, yeah, they probably would have considered it. Who knows? I don't know. I, I like the idea that it's like the nebulous and lost the time, but it is a funny argument. And the way he like immediately assumes, just like he is now the rightful owner of this house, even though he has been gone for twenty six years. Yeah, it, it's just now that I'm back, this is rightfully my home again. It's just like. Man, that is not how law works. <laughs> After seven years, you're like legally pronounced dead, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. This house is your final resting place. <laughs> but yeah, he has a kid's notion of of what uh, property rights are, I guess. I don't know. Going back to Monopoly. Good sir, you'll have to rent this place now. Though, um, Alan Grant does have one of the most human moments where like you really connect with the character and you know you'd be thinking the same thing and that is right after being stuck in the jungle for 26 years it's time for you to clean up he goes into the bathroom sees a toilet for the first time again and just goes yeah oh thank god question um you mean alan parish yes I, I, I was saying Alan Oh, because I started with the Alan Grant thing. Like I said, I was like, they got the same name. <laughs> I'm over here just like, oh, yeah. yeah so in Jurassic Park, he, he gets out of the... <laughs> out of uh, Costa Nublar or whatever the fuck it was. And then he gets, he's a toilet, and he's like, thank God. No, um, Yeah. Sorry, I was following along. I didn't even actually realize you were saying the wrong name. And that's this is 100% my fault that you were saying the wrong name. Also, he says, thank you, no more banana leaves, insinuating that, like, so happy to see toilet paper again. Yeah, he had to wipe his ass with fucking bananas. <laughs> banana leaves and sand. <laughs> it's not easy in the jungle, Kaz. No, I don't imagine it is. And I sure shit don't hope for 26 years. <laughs> in the jungle what happens all right in the jungle you so, must wait until the dice read five or eight so in jumanji are the outcomes random or are they 
procedural. So, like, as you go along, you get different outcomes, never repeating. Could he or someone else have been banished to the jungle realm again or for the first time? Yeah, this has to be the worst luck. Like, is this the actual worst one? Because I would love to see Jumanji pull out something even worse than this. That's the funny thing, though. Like, it's if you're playing this long enough, you get on to the idea. And if they had gone for a couple rounds, it'd be and you'd be like, "Oh, this game is fucked up." And then all of a sudden, he gets banished to the jungle realm. I'm saying like it's a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh term now. Um, <laughs> banished to the jungle realm, she would have been like, "All right, I got a fucking role to save Alan's life," and then you know try to get him get him out of there. Um, but Home Dog. With your bad luck, this was your first roll, both you and hers. She rolled bats, and that was fucked up. They were scared. That's a spooky thing. <laughs> and then he rolled, and the bats didn't even come out right away. She rolled bats, and they're just like, well, a chimney's waking weird noises. That's fucked up. And then he rolls, gets banished to the jungle realm, and all of a sudden, bats come out. And she's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. like... Fucking <laughs> my question That's is, the worst luck is, ever. If Alan, if Alan Parrish died in the jungle and then Peter rolled the five, would like his corpse just appear, like fall through the ceiling and just like splat on the floor? Yeah, yeah. He would just be a Yamcha crater. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They there. trip over his corpse as they're running away from the lion. I also want to talk about this. I don't really hold this against Sarah at all. Mm-hmm. But because she has her own grief and shit that she deals with, and I don't want to yeah. minimize that. Yeah. But she's like, I had to go to therapy. This is fucked up. I'm not into this. I don't want it. I don't want to play the game. And he's like, and then he's just like, we got to. We got to play the game. We got to finish it. And she's like, you don't know. You weren't here. You didn't experience. You aren't the lady who experienced the murder of Alan Parrish. You don't know what it's like to have to go to that therapy. And I'm like, lady, at least you had access to therapy. This motherfucker as a child was sent to a jungle to survive for 26 years and no human contact that I know of, that we know of. He doesn't mention any human contact. I don't want to play like fucking sympathy Olympics right now with who's got it the worst, but like, damn. You had a support system here. Yeah, you at least had a therapist. He had banana leaves to wipe his ass with. (laughs) Well, I will say, like, so as as some people know, there there are now new Jumanji films, uh, and in the in the the first of the new ones, there is a nod to the original where uh, uh, Joe Jonas's character is living in a homemade like. Just like, you know, a bungalow and carved in the wood is Alan Parrish was here. And but but the problem is that with this is also insinuating that he wasn't stuck in just a jungle because Jumanji was apparently its own little fake reality Marvel Island with its own like brimming economy and market system. I would love to address this if we ever watch the future Jumanji's but they didn't have this in mind, and I don't know what to make of this. This is too much information <laughs> for my brain right now. My tired, sleepy, I've just been up for all day brain. But 
But <laughs> but this is an amazing thing. I would like to put a pin in this, and sir, we will come back to Jupon. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Got it. Pin in it. Um, and if you if you would like if you would like to expose a theory, I don't want to shut off this conversation. If you have something you would like to say with this theory slash, well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if there really was a marketplace and everything like that, and he still ended up like this, no excuse for Alan anymore. You could have learned to be an adult. You just chose not to. You wanted to uh, wipe your ass with that sand. Uh, he wasn't banished to Jumanji. He was banished to the jungle. Which again, because in the movie Jumanji. His bungalow yeah. is there with his name carved in it, which is in a jungle. There's just at the edge of that jungle, oh. a brimming market town. Okay, so I'm going to propose something. Once again, we're going to move on. We're going to go back to the uh, original vanilla Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to go back to that. But I'm going to propose this idea that sounds very sad to me. What if? He did scrap all this stuff together. He did have possibilities to see other civilizations. Because we do see there's other civilizations. There's markets. There's people. There's all this other stuff that you can run into. What if yeah. he just never coincidentally ever found that? And he could have had companionship <laughs> this whole time. But he either never ventured out that far, did what he could to survive in the means that he had in the small area that he was in for 26 years. Or just always miss the chance of meeting other people. That sounds fucking depressing as shit, and I would like to talk <laughs> about the movie proper again. How about how bad pelicans suck? Let's talk about pelicans, those bastards. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Never play a board game because a pelican just might come out of anywhere and grab your board. Those fuck. And then take off faster than normal pelicans should be able to take so, off. Alan being like the fucking like jungle survivor Chad that he is just reaches in, grabs a fish from this river and is like, I will fucking trade you and like holds it up to like the fucking uh, pelican and the pelican's like, mm, yeah, mm, yes, maybe. Mm. And then he gives, he takes the fish and then he kicks the board down anyways. I'm like, you fuck. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> now I get fish and I still fuck you over. <laughs> <laughs> but Peter. Peter, the absolute like mad lad that he is, was able to grab the, the board game still. Uh, with a perfect, perfect move. Grabbing that board game. Uh, can we also... We should, have we talked about Carl? We have not talked about Carl. Carl is an interesting character because when I was a kid, I didn't understand Carl except for that, like, he was, like, Alan's key to the past, you know, besides Sarah. But then also, like, the importance of Carl and what he was stating came to me because he was just like, I've got this new shoe and, like, I think it's going to be the home of every America if I can get, like, Wilt Chamberlain to wear. And then you realize, like, it's 1969 and this guy is showing this kid... The very first popular basketball shoe. And I was just like, holy crap, this would make this man richer than Eddie Wood. Yeah. Like, he's straight. Carl is here going to, like, straight up explode the sneaker game. He would have. Were it not for Alan. Except Alan fucks him <laughs> over. Um, and then Carl makes some bad career choice and becomes a cop. He could have been a fireman. Could have fought fires and rode down a sexy pole, but instead he became tells a himself, cop. He tells himself out loud, he's like, I, I could have, I should have been a fireman. Because <laughs> holy shit, 
in the span of Jumanji, when it goes to our flash forward to the future, uh-huh. boy, is he having a bad day. Yeah, it does not go well for him. He loses Ever. Uh, legitimately everything, <laughs> including his co-workers. <laughs> he fucking runs into a guy who's disappeared fucking over uh, almost 20, uh, almost 30 years ago. Monkeys take his car, shoot his gun through the roof, drive off with it. He loses the door. He loses the car. To a giant vine. He finds the uh, the aunt of these two little shit children. Then goes to the house. Gets really excited because it's going to be the first time he gets to kick down a door. Monsoon causes door to explode with flood water. How about that door, though? Like, water was coming out of it from pretty fucking high up. And he's like, oh, I got this. As if you were going to kick down that many... Pounds of hey man, pressure. Sometimes, sometimes a man just really wants to impress someone in the dumbest ways. He didn't seem to barely know her at all. Actually, in this small bull. Well, okay, I was in this small bullshit town. How does he not know her? But yeah, it seemed like they just moved in, so never mind. Withdrawn. But yeah, and then yeah, he's just floating down a street on a door, and fucking crocodiles just pass him by. This. Fucking poor Carl, man. Poor Carl. I'm very glad that when we see the new timeline, Carl is definitely, like, happy, still working for the company, probably super rich, and is playing piano like a pro. You know what I do like about movies of this era, though? This this, this has to do with Carl, but not just Carl. Um, Characters just, like, bad shit happening, and they just, like, start screaming. Their reaction is just like, ah! Which I guess is why, like, <laughs> I start doing like the, the like me panicking, have no recourse for with the dumb things I say, and I just start going ah. But like, yeah, like the vines are sla- like the 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 ant is like trying to warn him that a vine's coming at him, and he's like, what what what's happening? And then the vine like smacks him in the face, and he's just freaking out, just like ah ah. <laughs> he just like walks out. Uh, same thing when he sees the crocodiles like coming down. He's just like floating, and they very quietly see a crocodile pass them up, and he just like on his door just screams for no reason. It doesn't help him. Uh, and then another version where this comes up is what it kind of like a Marv type uh, uh, situation, like from uh, Home Alone. Why do I say Marv? Um, mm-hmm. The fucking uh, Van Pelt is like on that uh, canoe that the kids uh, booby trap, and like. Sh- fire him into, like, a wall. And, like, yeah, when he realizes, like, oh, shit, I'm out of control, he just l- spikes the camera and just does, like, the most, like, like effeminate, just like, ah! <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I like movies being that dumb and goofy. I have to say one more thing that I, I wanted to always talk, like, I like always to bring up about this movie is, um, talk about Van Pelt, actually. Uh, or Jonathan Hyde. There was a moment where Jonathan Hyde was at a bar and he was just having a drink by himself. And someone recognized him and walked up to him and told him how uh, his favorite movie with him was Jumanji and how when he was a kid, Van Pelt always scared him. So apparently Jonathan Hyde then finishes his drink, turns to him and just goes, good, and then walks out the bar. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, still, like I said, as a guy who plays like a prim and proper, like custodial type ca- or custodian type character I should custodial custodian type character um yeah fuck it have that character that freaks people out fuck it take your victories where you can 
Uh, also, the part that should freak people out is like how uh, this movie demonstrate how easy it is to get guns in America. Oh yeah! Wow. He, he just has this old-fashioned, outdated elephant gun, and there's like, I need more of these, and they're just like, they don't make those. Yeah, they anymore, stopped making bro. these in 1912. Yeah, and he was like, what can I get with this? And he just like drops a whole bunch of gold, and he's like, they start covering the curtains, and there's like. Don't tell anyone you got this here. And they just, like, give him a fucking, like, what looks like a fucking, like, shotgun barrel. <laughs> like, attached to, like, I don't know, sniper rifle? Because, like, he tries, he, he he has sniper shots at Alan. Oh, yeah, he's got, he's, he's got a, a scope and but everything. But it's a fucking barrel of bullets. It's fucking bizarre. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. He sells it to him, and the only line they have is that really dates the movie. Is he looks at him and says, "You're not a postal worker, are you?" Which <laughs> is kind of a tasteless joke, but like, yeah, leads back to like the old saying of going postal. When one postal worker like fucking shot up his his place of work uh, at the time, uh, so that's fun. That's a fun thing to ruminate on and make jokes of. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It was the 90s. Hmm? Better time to make fun of that, I, I guess. Yeah, it's... That's... They were made of sterner stuff, you know? <laughs> they weren't these pansy and pathetic people. Seems a little fucked up. People died, I'm just saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm gonna say I agree with you. But boy, how you just them. You just show up with arcade tokens and suddenly you could just buy guns. Hey, man, look. All those... Look. I'm just saying, tokens to Peter Piper Pizza really add up. Because when you think about how much those prizes are worth, <laughs> and like how much you're investing in your own mental health and having fun, I was, gonna, it's really going to help you out. I was going to make a joke in the opposite direction. I was like, I was, I was like, listen, I had, I dropped that many to- <laughs> fucking like tokens on a Mr. Gaddy's, and all they gave me was the fucking like little sticky hands that you like stick onto a wall like twice, and then it lost its stickiness because it fucking sucks. And then you just put it on a wall and you forget about it for years. <laughs> oh, no, man. I was going to, like, what about the little army parachute men? You at Peter Pyers afforded, like, fucking firearms rhyme and Mr. Gaddy's as a fucking pleb going like, look, it stretches real far. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best, the best prize I ever got as a kid, uh, I'd have to say, ring pop. I got a bag full of army men that I think I made. The most use out of is probably the best thing that I got. You either blow them with firecrackers or I just like as a little boy just like kind of like mash them together and be like, look, they're fighting. Even though you get a rocket launcher, it's like, why did he have to be like point blank? That doesn't make any sense. But like, your child, who cares? <laughs> uh, how does it end? I left because there were spiders. I'm sorry, how do they Jumanji? In a situation where Alan is able to get out of the floor, he is the last one to roll. He's about to roll. Van Pelt comes out of nowhere, tells him to drop what's in his hand, drops the dice, tells him that uh, he's terrified of him, but he's choosing not to be afraid of him and not run away like a coward. But then he rolls a three and is just like, any last words? And he's just like, Jumanji! <laughs> And then we watch like a bunch of fucking like animals and just tomfoolery yeah. and fuckery just get sucked into this like not small my lazy glass rhino. Portal. Yes, even the huffing rhino. And then we just see Van Pelt just like shoved into this hole, and his head just like 
like screaming out of it because he doesn't fit and then he's just like popped through with a little like a you know <laughs> yeah his head exploded like a watermelon on and re-entry and uh then they wake up and judy and or no sarah and uh alan are kids again and alan. they're hugging and alan apologizes to his dad and tells the truth about the shoe and everyone's happy and they throw Jumanji into the sea because fuck this whole experience. Yeah, it's not going to make its way back out. Then, you know. Of the sea. When it's time, it's the future. Alan and Sarah are happily married. They've hired Judy and Peter's dad, who is in advertising, to work for the company and make them cancel their vacation that would have had that would have accidentally Yeah, like, them. wait, we're thinking about taking a small trip to Canada. And they're like, no! It's just the weather's not good there. Why don't you stay in or something like that? Because they want to make sure that Judy and Peter still have their parents. I would not let my boss fuck up my vacation. I would still go die because, fuck you, you don't... <laughs> You just signed my paychecks. You don't dictate where I go for my vacation. <laughs> right, right before you die in the car accident, you're just driving. Just like, could you fucking believe they were trying to get me to cancel this vacation? Yeah, I know. They're not the boss of my entire life. And then crash. <laughs> that was dark. Anyway, so Kaz, did you like it? I did. I haven't seen this since I was a child. And uh, coming back to it, it holds up pretty fun. The CGI a little spotty sometimes, but, uh, you know, they're fun characters. You like them. They're good actors. They got great chemistry together. Robin Williams always fun. Um, and yeah, it's a goofy romp of a time. Squaring? Yes. So, did you like it? Uh, yeah, and, and like, look, this is not a movie that is ever going to win an award. Uh, this is one of those movies that remind no, it's you so many why years behind. watching a movie and or going to the movies is just fun. It's just a fun movie. They're like you could maybe learn a lesson like the characters did, or you could just realize like this is a solid one hundred and four minutes of just a great adventure, a fun comedy, and Robin Williams doing what he did best. You know, it it's just. Fun, and that's what makes a good movie. Yeah! So anyway, what you got going on in your life? Uh, me and Nan are finishing up a lot of video games. We have finished up uh, Apollo Justice. We have finished up um, Persona Strikers. Uh, I'm going to finish up DMC Devil May Cry within the next two weeks. Nan's close to finishing up Guardians of the Galaxy. Which case we're gonna really just bunker down and get ready for fucking spooky season. We're gonna play spooky games because we love spooky, spooky games, don't we, Nan? And we love spooky. getting spooked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting here enough for October. In the meantime, while we're finishing up games, we might just do Monster Hunter. May maybe I'll get to do a little bit of spooky games here and there early because I want to. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Plans aren't set in stone, but yeah. Doing spooky stuff. And also, I think this Sunday you might be able to catch us on our channel slash uh, Pumpkin Panic's channel. Um, because we're going to do D&D stuff over on Pumpkin Panic's channel. But I think he's also letting everyone else stream it who wants to stream it. So maybe we'll do it. Maybe you'll just watch us on Pumpkin Panic's channel. Anyways, I'm also joined by Sir Squared. 
He's nice. He seems cool, I think. I don't know. I've never met the guy, but he seems cool when I talk to him. You can see him on twitch.tv forward slash SirSquare. That's S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. I forgot to shout us out, but that's fine. You're watching us, or you're not. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I'm sleepy. Um, he does variety stuff, I think. He is been doing uh, Power Wash Simulator and Fall Guys. And the call of the... Yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into Death's Door, and then yeah, I'm also getting ready for Spooky Season. I think I'm gonna tackle Subnautica. In Thanks. My life. Subnautica is real bad for me. Anyway, the, just so you know, this is we are joined with Kazas from Second Respawn. You can follow them at twitch.tv forward slash Second Respawn, two N D Respawn. Uh, and this podcast comes out every week, edited uh, by our good friend Tucker Wins at Tucker underscore Wins for Twitter and twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins uh, for his streams when he does come back to do some chess, maybe play some Fall Guys or Sea of Thieves with myself. Maybe we can plan something where even Kaz joins us for some tomfoolery and tomfuckery. Um, if you like what you I'll hear, that, uh, feel free to share it. You know, uh, Exposure is always really nice, and we, we, like to, we like to put a lot of love into this project. Uh, and if you have any movies you want to suggest, please feel free to email us at so did you like it one at gmail.com. Or if you would like to uh, be, a, be a guest next year as we start planning out next year's schedule, you can email us uh, at the same email address um, to uh, let us know who you are and give a, get, a, get a chance to talk to us about that. Um, next week is a doozy uh next week is the last episode of this month where kaz will be joining us before he goes on a on a one week vacation and is back for the spooky times uh so to go out with a bang we're going to be doing a little bit of our first double feature episode where we'll be looking at the films paprika and inception but that is next week. We are done with this week. And all I can say is, if you hear some drums and you're in a construction site, get the fuck out of a construction site. You are not cleared to be there. This is dangerous. I don't care if you're hearing phantom drums. Go talk to a doctor about that. Jesus Christ. No one cares about safety anymore. Dun, 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 dun. I just think it should end on the drums. It shouldn't be me doing the drums. Clearly... Clearly, Tucker should edit the drums into this after you say that. But in case he doesn't, dun 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 dun. dun.